On today's episode, we'll start our top 10 series. We'll go position by position over the next few weeks and reveal our top 10 players at each spot. You may hear a few surprises along the way. We'll start with our top 10 first baseman. That's today on Fastball Fantasy Baseball. This is Fastball Fantasy Baseball with Taylor Tarter and Matt Kerr. Let's get into it. Always remember, if you ain't first, you're last. So I think what we'll do here is we'll start, you know, we'll share each of our top five mm. uh, at first. And we can kind of like touch on a few things, um, you know, where we are kind of along the same lines and maybe where we have some differences. So my top five first baseman, we both we both have Freeman first. Yeah. And, you know, he he's probably the most sure thing at the position at this point. Um, so no surprise we have him first. And then uh we both have uh Alonzo third. Where we differ is I have Vlad at number two. You have him at number four. Mm-hmm. I have Olsen as my number four and Goldie as five. So I'm Freeman, Vlad, Alonzo, Olsen, and Goldie. You, and on the other hand, I'm have... Freeman, Goldie, Big B, Pete, then Vlad, and then give me Jose Abreu all day. That, and this is me looking at it at the end of the year. Like, I think when we turn around and we look back on it, you know, that these are the guys that are going to be the most productive for me. It, it, it's kind of a hard, cause we're not really defining, you know, if it's like, what's the, where's the value or, you know, what I, what I'd rather wait a little bit longer to snag a brave than spend a second, first or second round pick on Vlad, like all day long. That's the way I feel about it. But um, I just looking at the end of the year, you know, best performing first baseman. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I think that's the way we have to look at it. Like, there's going to be different value depending on league context and stuff. If you're in a points mm. league versus categories league, you know, um, round, you know, the round value that the players carry that could like differ our rankings. But I'm mm. like you, I'm ranking like who do I think is just going to be the best. Mm-hmm. So let's start with Freeman since we both have him number one. Uh, so he led first baseman in stolen bases, runs, and batting average last season. So if you're in a uh, categories league or even points leagues, right, he's got three. He leads in three of five roto categories for for the the position, right. So that's a that's a huge advantage there. Sure. Um, and there's no signs of slowing down for him as he's getting older. 10% barrel rate and 48% hard hit rate, which are actually right in line with his like norms the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I like that. Like there's still, you know, a 30 homer bat in there. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2022, his home run to fly ball rate was 12% versus a career home run to fly ball rate of 16%. So I think there were a few more homers in the tank that didn't, you know, get over the fence. He had 21 homers despite adding a percentage to his fly ball rate from the previous year when mm-hmm. he hit 31 home runs. So he lost 10 home runs somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, a, a 4% drop in your home run to fly ball rate, or that's going to do part of that. And, you know, a, uh, a 25 plus homer 
100 run, 100 RBI, 10 stolen base, 300 season is not out of the question. And like for me, that like safe floor is kind of that's that's why I have him number one. Yeah, that's the value in selecting him for sure. I mean, you just you got to be very comfortable with what the production is going to be. Now, as devil's advocate, um, you know, there's a path here where we look at it and we're saying, well, he lost Trey Turner and now Gary Lux is out. Like, there's you you got you got a couple young guys that are going to start hitting the ball and maybe maybe they all break out or maybe they don't, you know. And then you're looking at maybe he has less countings that make fewer runs scored, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, stolen bases might be kind of thing where who cares because everybody's going to have more stolen bases and that's just a category we all got to figure out. But I think above anything else, you're looking at a guy who you can feel very confident that's going to produce the same way that he's been producing. And that's not necessarily to be said about really any of these other guys, in my opinion. Yeah, and I so I'm looking at the NFBC ADP and right now, uh, Freeman's second behind Vlad, but it's like an 11th. Uh, it's Vlad is going 11th, Freeman's going 13th. So it's mm-hmm. like a two, you know, two uh, position difference. So yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean, let's talk about Vlad because there's going to be no draft in which I actually had Vlad. Um, <laughs> and, it's, and it's not, I don't, I don't dislike the guy. I just don't value him the same as everybody else. I think we're all, Listen, it's hard. He's young. He's he's got the pedigree. He's got the lineage. He had the amazing 2021 where if he if Shohei Otani didn't exist, that he's winning the MVP. I mean, but I think that's we're all kind of drunk on that a little bit because he truly capitalized on on the the the, the Dunedin uh, short ballpark um, and then also in Buffalo. Uh, and he put up some pretty awesome stats that year. And then he had last year, which was noticeably different. Um, and and all in in my opinion, you have Alonzo and Goalie who were better than him last year. Now, I also I'm not in love with the lineup for the Blue Jays, and everybody likes Bo Bichette, and I don't really I don't care much for Bo Bichette. He was hot for six weeks last year, and that was it. Um George Springer's always hurt. I like the the Dalton Varsho acquisition for them, but really, in terms of counting stats, I, I don't I don't feel that excited for for Vlad in that lineup, to be honest. So um, that's just my quick hitting points on why I, I I'll take two other I'll take three first basemen before I take Vlad. Um, hmm. So I don't, how do you feel about Vlad yourself? I kind of am on like the complete other end about that Toronto lineup like I think I think that's a really really good lineup and I think that with the new stolen base or mm-hmm. the the bags and like the the potential for more stolen bases I like Bobby Shed is like a 2020 280 threat at at a minimum which is like really nice mm-hmm. um but for as far as Vlad like yeah I mean good it, it I should probably take more of that like Dunedin Buffalo stadium situation into into consideration than I am. But the thing that like entices me, I guess, the most is he is an insanely hard hitter, like 50 percent hard hit rate. 
So mm-hmm. he's he's got the the bat to get the ball out of the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the biggest thing for me, like in my mind, that's keeping him from having like a judge type season is his ground ball rate is terrible, and it's always been like not great. Mm-hmm. And there's like no reason he's got like a like a nine degree launch angle from last year, and there's no reason a a a bat a batter like that should have a launch angle like that. And he's hit, he had 52% ground ball rate last year, and it's never been lower than 44%. And that's why I was turned off for his first like two seasons. I, I was, I was like afraid he was never going to figure it out. And then all of a sudden you have this 40 Homer outburst. And then last year, 32, I think, you know, I think there's a 35 home run hitter there at, at least. if he changes the launch angle, then you're a hundred. I'm I'm going to eat a whole lot of crow for everything I just said. But you know, there there the there is only history telling us that what what his launch angle is right, and maybe he makes an adjustment, and he's the MVP this year. But <laughs> that, yeah. that's, that's got to be the thing, you know. That has to be it. And what is he? Twenty four? Is he even twenty four? He this will be his age twenty four season. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I get, I get why everybody's, you know, uh, I mean, falling over him for the sure. bat, the bat X gives him 37 homers, 99 runs, 105 RBI and a 297 batting average, which to me, like I'm looking at that going, yeah, I can see that. Like, you know, that that's, that's why to me he's, and especially the average is why like that potential for that kind of average is what pushes him ahead of some of the other guys for me, but like a close, I I put Alonzo really, really, really close to, mm. uh, to Vlad, um, especially like the, the power potential there. Yeah. There's like maybe, maybe three guys that could hit like 50 home runs. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking judge Jordan and Pete Alonzo could yep. touch 50 and Alonzo's done it. Um, and so we both have Alonzo third. So he has improved his strikeout rate every season. He's been in the majors. He's improved his batting average each of the last three seasons. And it was up to 271 last year. So if you're looking at that going, wow, he's an improving hitter. He's getting a better eye at the plate each year. Where do you go from 271? Is he going to hit 275 this year, 280? You know, that's, that's, uh, that's a really really good hit <laughs> and and it's not babip related either i looked at the at his babip last year it was 279 with a 274 career babip so it's a legit 271 average mm-hmm. uh he was top 25 overall like out of all qualified players with a basically a 12 and a half percent barrel rate and a very good 44.8 percent hard hit rate his home run to fly ball rate last year was 4% lower than his career. And like, I'm looking at that going, he probably could have had 40. Um, if, if things had gone a little bit better for him, I think he had like 37. No, he had 40. He could have had like 45. Um, and then his contact rate is also trending up each of the last four years. So you've got a guy that's going to like 
touch 40 every year, whose batting average is getting better, whose discipline is getting better. Like, and, you know, the Mets are going to be decent. Uh, Well, yeah. And so uh, something I I always take into account um, is, of course, lineup, right? Um, And if Sterling Marte, this this is the same kind of problem with uh, George Springer, Mm -hmm. right? You got these guys at the hitting in front of the, the the top our subjects right now that if they play well it's going to help our guy these guys out a lot right but if they don't play uh you know it's going to hurt them big time in terms of counting stats so you know you got Marte sitting there you got Lindor hitting in front of him you got Brendan Nimmo who's always on base literally the only thing he does is get on base um and those three guys are hitting in front of him I mean that's he's going to have really, a ton of RBI that is awesome. And in, in a season where if the balls are the same and as we expect them all to be, the MLB has been very calculated about how this is all going to go. Now it seems like uh, power is going to be at an absolute premium. Mm-hmm. So you can get, if you can, if you can take Alonzo later than Vlad for me, like I'll, I'll give me somebody else to at a position of need. I'll take a third baseman. And I'll take Manny Machado in the first round instead of Vlad, and then I'll end up with Pete Alonso. Like I'm feeling really good about my team, you know, if they're my first two picks. Um, because you got a position of need and you got power, which you, you're gonna struggle to find. Um, and that's just taking things very simply. Um, but yeah, give me give me a big meat Pete all day over Vlad. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, people we all talk about like how shallow third base is first base isn't far behind, you know, somebody the other day talked about how deep it was. And I wanted to actually just run my car right off, off a bridge. Like, <laughs> like it's not a deep position. It's not that great. It's not no. that great. It's very, it's pretty like, I would say it's with third base. You probably have like a top six and then like a cliff where at first base is probably like a top nine or 10 and then a cliff. Yeah. So it's it's a little better, but it's definitely not good. Yeah. So the the other guy that we have in common in our top five is um Paul Goldschmidt. I have who I have five and you have two. Mm-hmm. And so I've been kind of like talking about this all <laughs> all off season. I've written about him. Um I had I, I had him a couple of uh of points in our hundred facts episode. So I'm not going to go through everything, but like I'm worried about regression. So instead of looking at that, I'm going to look at the things that I like about him that I haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at 30 to 35 home runs, uh, top 30 barrel rate, top 25 hard hit rate. One thing I guess that's a little bittersweet is he doesn't really chase the ball very much, but he had a 76% contact rate last year, which isn't that great. It's the same as Reese Hoskins. It's worse than Christian Walker. It's worse than CJ Crone. It's worse than Anthony Rizzo. And it's worse than Carlos Santana. Wow. Yeah. And so, like, I love the floor you get from him. But I'm not expecting a repeat of last season. I'm expecting closer to, like, like a 280 than a 300 uh average and like closer to 30 home runs than 
37 home runs. Mm-hmm. So still good. I'm, I would be happy if he fell to me a little later, but like, I don't know. There's, there's other, I would rather have like one of those top, you know, Freeman Vlad Alonzo, or I'd rather wait until uh, a couple guys we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and again, you think about that lineup in St. Louis and they always find guys in the outfield that you've never heard of before that are really good. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but they have pretty solid guys uh, with Nolan Arenado. They just signed Wilson Contreras. Um, Edmund. You know, if, if Lars Newbard takes that extra step to really define himself as a pretty, pretty awesome player, which the fantasy community seems to completely fall in love with. Um, Tommy Edmund had a really good year. Uh, then you've got your boy, your boy, Tyler, Tyler O'Neill mm-hmm. in front of him projected. Um, who, who knows what happens there? Right, I mean, he he's coming off that twenty twenty one where everybody was really excited, and then he had not not so good of a year last year. Just hurt the whole year, basically. I think he was playing hurt to start the year, and then really got hurt, mm-hmm. and then just kept getting hurt. Yeah, so I mean, it, you know, I think a lot a lot of their success is going. It, you'll see, he is a pretty big, uh, pretty pretty big effect on this lineup, um, but. Goldschmidt's got a lot of guys around him, um, and uh, I, I, I really, I really like. The, I, I've always really liked him, and I just like you said. I think you kind of you're very comfortable with the floor, um, and he's sort of been like a fine wine, right? I mean, we all thought his career was <laughs> over, and then he <laughs> did just won MVP, right? So, um, or did he not? Am I wrong about that? He won. He won an NL MVP, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he did. Let's uh, let's look this up real quick. Maybe we can edit this out. <laughs> no, we're definitely keeping this in. Um, <laughs> most value, Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, you're Paul right. Goldschmidt. Be confident, Matt. I I am not. <laughs> so uh, we got the where we differ in the last of our top five is I have Olson for you have a Brayu five so very quickly on Olsen um I put him ahead of Goldschmidt because I think the regression for Goldschmidt is going to like put him below like he's going to put his production below what I think Olsen will give me um some things I like about Olsen 11th uh overall in barrel rate like of all qualified hitters and 7th in hard hit rate, uh, you're looking at a 3,500-200-260 type of player uh, in a really, really good lineup in Atlanta. Um, I mean, I, I think that Olson, I think that Olson could outproduce uh, Paul Goldschmidt in three of five categories. So that's why that's why I have which which categories all the power categories all the power stuff okay all right I think I think gold I think Goldschmidt outproduces him in steals and average yeah for but sure but I think I think all the other stuff Olson can outproduce him will mm-hmm. he I don't know but yeah. 
I think he can, which is why I have him ranked ahead. Well, yeah, I, listen, I don't, I don't fault you at all. I just kind of see this also from a lens of I hate people who strike out a lot, and Matt Olson has come a long way from striking out a lot, a lot to now he's striking out like 24, 25% of the time, it looks like. So, um, and I didn't look up these stats before because this was just my, my, the concept of my brain was Goldschmidt doesn't strike out as much as Matt Olson. Right. And I know that he's, I know that he's got a better average. So, but then I'm looking at it and Goldschmidt's striking out 22% of the time last year and Olson's 24% of the time. So like not a huge discrepancy mm-hmm. there, but I mean, still enough for it to matter at least a little bit. Goldschmidt is walking 2% more as well. Um, so, you know, we're we're splitting hairs here. And then really for me, it, it comes down to, you know, what what's happening in the draft room. You know, if there's a run on first baseman, then I'll, I guess I'm just happy with either one of these guys. But would, would Goldschmidt's going to be going – before Olsen, I would I would think. Would you rather take Goldschmidt at 25 or Olsen at 43? Let's say you got let's say you have third base lockdown and it's coming around to you again, and you can take Goldschmidt there with your second pick, or you can get Matt Olsen around later. I'd probably go Goldschmidt. In the third round, well, actually, what I'm really doing is I'm taking Jose Abreu because he's going after those guys. Yes, he's going uh, like 70 picks yeah. later than Paul Goldschmidt and like 50 later than Jose Abreu or uh, Matt Olson. Yeah, that is my pick for sure. The problem is you're playing with fire because if you're waiting and then somebody else snags him, then I, I'm I'm probably probably not as happy as, as I can be. There's only two guys that I really care about in, in terms of first base, and it's going to be Jose Abreu and uh, Vinny Pasquantino, which we'll get to a little bit later. I believe yes. they're probably going around the same same spot. So, so let's, let's take a quick break, and we'll talk about them and the rest of our top 10 uh, right after a word from our sponsor. All right, so finishing out our top 10 here, um, for me, I have Walker, Abreu, Nate Lowe, Hoskins, and Tellez. And your top, your six through 10 are? Uh, my six is Olsen, um, because I took Jose Abreu as my fifth guy in, the, in my top 10. So I went five Jose Abreu, six Matt Olsen. Then give me Vinny Pasquatino, Christian Walker, Nate Lowe, and then Reese Hoskins. So a couple couple of similarities, right? We we both have Lowe, Hoskins, and Walker there. Um, and like you said, I'm a little I'm a little lower on Abreu. You're a little lower on Olson, but I mean, for the most part, you know, we have some similarities. So let's let's. We're on the topic of Abreu. We were just talking about him. So let's kind of like touch on Abreu here um, mm-hmm. and, and why we like him. So, of course, really disappointing 15 home runs mm-hmm. in 2022. The average was really nice, but, uh, you know, you hope to get more than 15 home runs out of your first baseman. 
right? And he did this despite a nine and a half barrel rate, which was a 9.5 barrel rate, uh, 9.5% barrel rate, which was 16th among qualified first basemen and a 51.7% hard hit rate, which was fifth among all qualified players. And somehow he puts up just a nine and a half percent home run to fly ball rate. That's the lowest of his career. And it's nearly half of what he averages for his career. So this is, to me is like a complete outlier. I I know that uh, like from other, like you look at uh, Vaughn and a couple other White Sox hitters and it's like clear that they're, they were coached to hit for contact and they were coached on a certain approach. And I think with a new manager there, that approach is going to be gone for those guys. And then you have a Bray going to Houston, mm-hmm. which is amazing for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we're going to see that home run rate just climb right back up. He's like 30, he's old 30 something but he made he's still improving he made improvements to chase rate contact rate swinging strike rate and his strikeout rate last season so he's still getting better which is ridiculous yeah and he's in a better lineup this year and he doesn't have to deal with Tony La Russa like you said um you know but you know part of that might all those improvements are can be related to, you know, coaching, right? Yeah. yeah. Team, team philosophy. And I wonder if that translates because, yeah, you look at his K percentage, he was always flirting with around 21%. And then last year, his K percentage was 16.2%. I mean, that's... That's really that's good. Drastic. I mean, that is a 4% switch is huge. In 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 K in at, at 35, 30, he's going to be 36 this year, it looks like. And um, one thing you worry about with like older players is can the bat speed catch up to fastballs, which is especially worrying like nowadays when guys are throwing like 101 regularly, like mm-hmm. starting pitchers are throwing 101. That's a he, good had point. Two, he had 297 against fastballs last year. What? He had 294 against breaking pitches and he had 385 against off speed. Mm-hmm ridiculous yeah so i am so high on him and uh this position uh to me really kind of after this and my next pick like it drops pretty quickly you want to talk about vinnie p i do i do i i think i think vinnie p is uh he's 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 joey Votto just reborn in my opinion <laughs> he's uh, pretty he's pretty awesome on twitter is he i didn't yeah. realize he had oh yeah it. oh could he rival Votto on twitter because Votto Votto is pretty awesome too. he's he's getting there <laughs> <laughs> well listen if you can copy Votto in every which way i am all about that for sure <laughs> um you know there were uh seven players in the major leagues last year that had at least 290 at bats and uh walked more than they struck out. And one of them is Vinny Pasquantino at as a rookie. I mean, 
I, you know me, I, I just, I love plate discipline and guys who don't shrink out, right? And this is exactly mm-hmm. tailor-made for me. Like, not to mention he's, he's bringing power to the to the plate. And, um, you know, I think that we see, there's a, there's a, there's a possibility here that we're easily including Vinny P in the, in a top four conversation next year. Um, and I want to be a part of that ride. I mean, what is more fun in fantasy baseball than drafting a young guy and him breaking out? Uh, like just it's, it's, it's the fan in me really probably more than the, the fantasy competitor in me that I just, I will, I'm going to have so much fun trying to get Vinny Pasquantino on all my teams this year, you know? <laughs> yeah. So like the, I, ha- I have him 13th, so I'm not like too far behind mm-hmm. I'm, where I think you are more like, like, you know, oh, I'm going all in, you know, I'm more risk averse here. And yeah. so I like in my research, for the season i'm looking at like projections and all that stuff and so my my beef with the italian beef is mm-hmm. <laughs> uh the like the bat x projects him for 15 homers 64 runs 67 rbi two steals and a 267 batting average and that's nearly identical to jose miranda and slightly worse than miguel vargas who are going way later. Yeah. And I, so I, like my my thing is like I think the hype is a little out of control with him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. So I, I also looked at this. Uh Rotowire does like a projected auction value. Mm-hmm. And he is a $12 projected player. Um, here are some other players that Rotowire views as uh, $12 players. Ryan Mountcastle, Justin Turner, Hunter Renfro, Taylor Ward, Jake Cronenworth, and Javi Baez. And all of them, all of them, so like in the NFBC right now, Vinny P is going 93. All those other players are like outside of the top 100. Mm-hmm. You're talking no, no, about I, like I, 140s, I 180s. Justin Turner's like 200s, you know. So like, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm interested. Here's my quick point. I'm interested at the right, at the right price. Yeah, here's my quick point on him though. Um, Bat X has him at 15 homers. Uh, what I wonder how many projected at bats they have him at because he had 10 homers in in 298 at bats last year. I mean, don't don't we expect him to double his at bats, and don't we expect him to get a little bit better in his age twenty five season? I I don't know. I just five eighty two, five eighty two, yeah, five eighty two, yeah. So they're giving him another you know two hundred ninety at bats or so. So, I mean, we don't think he's going to hit. We think he's only going to hit five home runs over the next two hundred and ninety some at bats. I, I just that seems crazy to me, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, like some of these other projections have them up to twenty-two. That makes uh, way more sense to me. Like for a sure. two seventy-two. The other thing for me is like he plays on the Royals, and that's not a very good team. So you're like, you're you're not gonna get a ton of runs in RBI. He could he could have like a 
like a Soto, like a Soto type year, like a Soto light type year uh, yeah. that he was having in Washington where he hit like, you know, 15 home runs and had 40 RPI or something, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, we, we have some differing opinions there, but I, sure. I'm, I'm in, but I'm not in all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Christian Walker, who I have six, you have six, seven, eighth. Uh, so I'm going to give you a little rundown of Christian Walker things that I like. Okay. Th- third highest uh, fan graphs war for first baseman in 2022. Uh, that was behind Freddie and Paul Goldschmidt. He had uh, 36 home runs, which was second among first basemen. Uh, 84 runs, 94 RBI, which was ninth and seventh. And then a 242 average, that was 13th. But he had a 257 expected batting average. And that would have been the same batting average that CJ Crone ended up with last year. Except all those other guys are going ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only five first basemen aside from uh, aside from Walker, who finished top 10 in at least three roto categories at the position. Alonzo, Freeman, Vlad, Crone, and Goldie. So that's that's the company that, to me, he should be in. Right, that's that's who we should be looking at him with. The only difference between him and some of those guys is batting average. To me, mm-hmm. um, Walker and Goldie were the only first basemen who were top ten at the position in walks, woba, expected woba, and WRC plus. So he is productive. He is well above average. He, you know, is a is, uh, you know producing it all in all offensive categories and he's getting better. He improved his walk strikeout barrel, hard hit ground ball, chase contact and swinging strike rates from last season. So he's hitting the ball harder and he's getting more discipline at the plate, which is awesome because he had 36 homers last year. Mm -hmm. That could be better. Yeah. And you're going to, and you're going to get him, uh, he's going 133 in NFBC right now as the 11th, uh, as the 11th first baseman. If he falls there, I'm I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. <laughs> I like him. I like him. I it just he's it's his age 32 season coming up. I mean, we just saw the best year of his career. I like him also because I like. I'm like a closet Diamondbacks guy. I I really like that team. I <laughs> they're going to be they're going to be better than people think this year. Oh man, I it, it's it, it it feels almost like a certainty to me that they are this year's version of the 2022 Baltimore Orioles. They they are they've got a young staff. They've got a couple of these guys that are you got Mad Bum kind of just the oracle just floating around right there. I just read a report that he said uh, he loves the pitch clock and he feels like he's got he's got a new juice in his system, you know. <laughs> Do you see Scherzer with it the other day? Oh the my video gosh, that's it's amazing. Great. It's so great. Baseball is gonna be so much fun this year. Um and you know, Christian Walker is one of the reasons, you know, that you that you love fantasy baseball so much because 
Nobody cares who Christian Walker is outside of the fantasy baseball community, unless you're a Diamondbacks fan, right? Yeah. Um, and you got a career year from a 31-year-old who they just really didn't want to play him like three years three years ago for some reason. Uh, but he kept hanging around. I, I, I like Christian Walker if he falls just like you. And I haven't addressed the need. I have no problem uh, signing, signing myself up for Christian Walker. My 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 big problem is I, you know, it's hard to buy the the career year thirty one year old, right? Um, but at 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 pick one thirty three, I think I, I'm probably a little bit more comfortable with it. It, uh, it would it would be hard for me if I wasn't seeing like upward trends. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's something that like I really really look for and I value a lot. Is like, are they trending at and not in everything, but like in discipline categories? Like that's something really important. And like mm-hmm. hard hit categories, that's something. I line drive, are they driving the ball more? Like that's that's the stuff I like, and he's doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he dropped his K percentage four points from yeah. twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two. He's walking two points more. I mean, yeah, all all the signs are showing big time improvement. So you're not sad if you end up with Crusher no, Walker. Definitely not. I'd be pumped. Yeah. Um, we both have Nate Low in our top. Uh, 10 here he is eighth for me ninth for you and so uh nate low his babbit last year was a bit high without the line drive to back it up so you probably figure his average is going to come down a bit to like the 270s 280s which is kind of where he sat most of his career um he had a 300 average last year but his expected was a 275 so it tells you how much the BABIP kind of inflated things a little bit. Um, but he does hit the ball hard, uh, basically a 10% barrel rate and almost a 45% hard hit rate, which are both very, very good. Uh, I think a 25 to 30 home run and like an 80 RBI season is pretty realistic with Seeger there and uh, and Semyon, that offense is getting better. Adolis Garcia, you know, Adolis is probably hitting third or fourth with the other two guys in front, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And low hitting third or fourth. Mm-hmm. So I like that. There are two things that I want to see improve with, uh, with Nate Lowe, and that's his chase rate. I want to see him get that under 30%. And he's close. It was 34%. And then I also want his, I want to see his ground ball rate get into at least the low 40s. It was 48% last season, which is pretty high, um, especially for a first baseman. Uh, But he'll like swipe a couple bags, you know, touch 30 home runs maybe. Um, I kind of like that uh, where he's going at 101, pick 101. I'm, you know, I'm buying that. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I've i always liked him. He's always been on my radar when he was in the system with the Rays. You know, you always try to pay a little extra attention to guys that the Rays really like. Um, and then they trade them, and I'm like, oh, well, he's broken. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it took him a little bit of time to figure his, 
figure himself out. But yeah, last year was sort of the the year that everybody's been waiting for, right? If if you were following him in his career, um, so it that's he's about to hit his age twenty seven year, um, he's right in the prime. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I, I, I like him a lot. Um, I think at a hundred might be too re- too rich for my blood when I know that I have Christian Walker hanging mm-hmm. in the background there. Um, but if, uh, if I feel pretty happy and have addressed all my needs, uh, elsewhere and, you know, I got, I got Nate Lowe staring me in the face. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset either. The last player that we have in common in our top 10 that we both have in our top 10 is Reese Hoskins, who I have ninth and you have 10th. Mm-hmm. And you know, this he's like a we know what we're getting type of player, mm-hmm. you know, about 30 home runs, about 80 runs and RBI. You know, that Philly offense is going to be ridiculous, especially when Harper comes back, also. So I'm in TGFBI and I picked up, I uh drafted Harper 255th. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't believe it. No nobody was taking him. And I was well, like there's, there's no I gotta take him. In TGFBI, there's no IL, right? And is there is no there, IL the bench? Is there a uh, bench? Bench is like seven players, maybe. Oh well, that's dynamite. If you got seven bench spots, then wow, all right. That's good for you, man. Yeah, I I couldn't believe it. I I told my one of my buddies, I was showing him my roster and he was asking about like who's out there. He's like, Harper's still out there. And I don't think he realized at the time, like he's utility only. And yeah. like the team situation, like there's no TGFBI is very, it's two catchers. Like it's really, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's a weekly league fab only no trades. So there, there's a lot of like strings attached, but uh, he was like, you got next, if he's there next time you come around, you know, you got to take him. And I'm picking 15th in a snake draft out of 15 teams. So it's a long wait. And mm-hmm. and it it worked and he came back around. But I I digress. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Reese Hoskins, great. Really, really good team. Um, you know, not a great average, but an okay floor, like a 240 floor. Like he, he probably won't do much worse, but he's probably not going to do that much better. Um, he's a batter that gets walks, so there is like value for him in points leagues, especially. Uh, and he hits the ball hard, eleven percent barrel rate, forty four percent hard hit rate. And I, you know, with <laughs> for a guy with a two forty average, I I never would have realized this. Uh, he has the twenty first best chase rate in in baseball from last season, twenty five percent. Never ever would I have thought that with a guy mm-hmm. that like regularly has like an average in the two forties. Yeah, he he just he strikes twenty five percent of the time, or he hits it really hard, or he walks. <laughs> Three yeah. true outcomes. Yep, he's an interesting guy. I watch him a lot. Uh, he's he yeah I I like Reese a lot, but uh, he take he doesn't take criticism very well. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Just As to Billy's uh, fan, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Just to round out our top ten, uh, I have Tellez 
at uh at my 10th i don't know where you have him in your rankings somewhere outside the top 10 uh he's just on the cusp there and have him at 12 so uh for me what takes him into the top 10 is i think he's a candidate to be helped by the shift ban i did an article about this for pitcher list um so aside from his very good stat cast data 13 percent barrel rate 45 and a half percent hard hit uh 219 average versus 252 expected batting average uh he was among 23 players who hit into the shift at least 100 times last season he had 41 percent of his pulled line drive balls hit into the shift turn into outs the potential there is huge he's mm-hmm. got a 35 home run season a 35 homer 250 average season in the tank like that's that's realistic for him mm-hmm. and i might be too low i might be too low on him all right that's a fantastic breakout pick too or, or just not necessarily breakout because i mean he's had great... it's kind of broken out yeah right the power is broken he, out i think there's value where's he going what's his adp his ADP in NFBC leagues right now is whew, he's the 16th first baseman at 166. That's pretty nice. If I if I got somebody like Freeman or like Goldie with that first second round pick, and mm. it's coming back around to me, and I got an outfielder with some speed. Maybe like a shortstop, maybe a pitcher, and it comes back around to me. And I don't know, what are we talking like? 15 team leagues, 10th round, maybe something like that. I can't do math, but uh, yeah, be the... like a 10 in a 10 team league, that would be 16th round. Yeah. 166. Yeah. 166th. Round. I mean, well, seventeenth round. Like that's ridiculous value for yeah. potentially. You're talking about your second. You're talking about a guy in your corner infield slot. It's pretty good. I mean, I'm I'm all about it. I like Rowdy. I like that nobody is really hot on Rowdy too. Also, he's got a top tier name. Oh yeah, for sure. 